Welcome back, coffee connoisseurs. Today we are continuing on from the middle of page 94, oh, sorry, 95, in the book Coffee, A Connoisseur's Companion by Claudia Roden. Coffee with Milk Inspired by the drinking of tea with milk, Newhoff, the Dutch ambassador to China, was officially the first person to try coffee with milk around 1660. The French breakfast drink Café au lait is traditionally served in large bowls on which you can warm your hands or in cups large enough to dip a piece of baguette, a croissant, or a brioche. Hot milk and extra strong coffee are poured from two pots simultaneously into the cup. Proportions vary from half and half to one part milk and three parts coffee. It is for you to decide how you like it. In Vienna, whose coffee has been described as without equal, two parts of coffee to one of hot milk is called melange and topped with whipped cream. Bronner coffee is dark and Schwarzer coffee is without milk. In Italy, equal parts of hot milk and espresso make cafe latte, while cappuccino is topped with frothy milk. Espresso macchiato is espresso coffee with a little frothy milk on top. Latte macchiato is espresso poured over hot, frothy milk. All of these may have a little grated chocolate, cinnamon, nutmeg, or grated orange zest sprinkled on top. Café Borgia or Viennese coffee with chocolate. A delicious alternative to ca café au lait relies on the special affinity of the sister berries, chocolate and coffee. The alliance, usually termed mocha, after the coffee's first port of export, is variously interpreted and exotically named Café Borgia, Viennese coffee, Javanese hot mocha, and Mexican neg negrita. This can be made with plain, or better still, bitter chocolate, powdered drinking chocolate, or cocoa powder. To make four delicious cups, gently melt 100 grams, four ounces, one cup, of chocolate in a saucepan, being careful not to burn it. Add sugar or honey to taste and stir in four tablespoons of cream. Pour in four cupfuls of hot, freshly made coffee a little at a time, beating well till frothy. Keep hot over a small fire. Serve with whipped cream and sprinkle with a little ground cinnamon, cocoa, or grated orange peel. A spiced version uses four cloves and a stick of cinnamon brewed with the coffee and strained or filtered with the grounds. If you are making one cup only, it may be easier to use powdered drinking chocolate. Some, such as Brazilians, like to pour hot milk on the chocolate and add it to an equal quantity of strong hot coffee. A Javanese mocha is sometimes topped with marshmallow cream. Whatever it is called, I suspect the marriage of coffee and chocolate originates in Mexico, where the Spanish conquistadors first found Montezuma's courtiers drinking cups of chocolate. For their negrita, Mexicans brew coffee with the usual spices, beat it with an equal quantity of strong cocoa, and serve it with whipped cream. Laced Coffee An excellent after-dinner habit is to take coffee laced with a spirit or a liqueur. The French cordial, or the Italian Corretto, equally good at other times of the day, is said even by the puritanical to aid digestion. Others simply love it. 
Fill a small cup only three quarters full of strong, hot, black coffee. Sweeten it if you like and add a jigger or a dash of a favorite spirit. You need not use the elite of spirits. An eau de vie from the local cottage industry, distilled from any fruit, is likely to be as good. In Normandy, Calvados, a distilled cider from local apples, is poured into a half-full cup of coffee to fill it to the brim. In the south of France, Marc, a spirit made from grape skins and pips, is drunk with coffee, also in equal quantities. Poiret is a Belgian favorite, and in Switzerland, Kirsch, made of cherry stones. Other Alcouz Blancs, made of apricots, blue plums, raspberries, and strawberries, are excellent. Cognac and Armagnac are extravagant, but great. Rum is magnificent in coffee, and, of course, Tia Maria, the coffee liqueur, is a natural companion. The fondness for alcohol in coffee is not confined to Europe. Laced coffees are also very popular in the Americas. Here, cream, thick and heavy or whipped in light, is an added delight to the rum and to the numerous fruit and other liqueurs of South America. Irish Coffee Into a warmed, large wine glass, Put two jiggers of Irish whiskey and one teaspoon or more of sugar to taste. Pour in freshly made hot coffee and stir. As the contents revolve, add a jigger of double heavy cream, dribbling it slowly over the back of a spoon into the drink. Allow the cream to float to the top and do not stir. Café Brulotte Diabolique This punch can be made in a saucepan, but a chafing dish or a silver bowl at the table and elusive flames in the darkness provide a fitting sense of drama. The quantities I give will serve about six to eight people. Make 900 milliliters, one half pints, or three and three quarter cups of coffee and keep it hot. In a deep silver bowl, put eight cloves, one cinnamon stick, the peels of an orange, and of a lemon, cut in a thin ribbon and sugar to taste. Heat 150 milliliters, one quarter pint, or two-third cup of brandy, a ladle at a time, ignite and pour over the ingredients in the bowl. Stir to dissolve the sugar. Pour in the hot coffee slowly and stir gently until the flames fade. You may also add a ladle of flaming contro at this stage. Ladle the cafe brulot into small warmed cups. Iced coffee. Having recently experienced Athens' hottest day for many years, I emerged convinced that few drinks are as refreshing as iced coffee. The innumerable versions served up throughout the world reveals a shadowiness of boundaries between the cafes glaces, the refrescos de café, the frappes, milkshakes, frosts, froths, floats, and nectars. Chilled coffee can be served on ice cubes or with crushed ice or ice cream, and can be topped with whipped cream. Mixed with cream, which enhances iced coffee more than milk does, it is the celebrated Café Legoy. Ways of making iced coffees are numerous, and in each case the same is true, that to make good iced coffee, you must first make good hot coffee. Do not make it too long in advance, three hours at most. 
sweeten it or not, and simply allow it to cool in the refrigerator in a glass or china jug, covered to preserve as much of the aroma possible, and so that it does not pick up any alien odor. If you will be using ice cubes, which dilute the drink, make your coffee double strength using half the usual amount of water for the same amount of ground coffee. Allow this to cool, but not for too long, then pour it into a glass filled with an equal quantity of ice cubes. Ice cubes made by pouring fresh coffee into freezer trays add coolness without diluting the drink. Long glasses are attractive for serving. Suitable additions include a strip or two of lemon peel. Fresh mint is also an excellent flavoring for cold coffee. Drop in a few leaves straight from your garden while the brew is cooling. Angostura bitters, popular in Italy, add a provocative taste, and rum is delightful too, as Brazilians well know. Pour a little into the chilled coffee just as you are about to serve it. And of course, there are all the aromatic and traditional companions, chocolate, honey, and coconut, which are as good with cold as with hot coffee. A scoop of ice cream, vanilla, coffee, or chocolate will usually enhance any iced coffee. Thank you, and I'll be leaving off here today in the middle of page 98. Join me again next morning for more Coffee, a Connoisseur's Companion. Thank you.